Welcome back to the Resistance Broadcast, everybody. I'm John Hoey. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have an excellent, special episode of the Resistance Broadcast today. Why? Do we have a guest? No. No guest today. Are we revealing something? Nope. Not really. But we do have a brand new segment that we're debuting on the podcast today. And we're having an awesome discussion later about a potential situation regarding Kylo Ren at the end of episode nine. But first, <laughs> James, Lacey, guys, how you doing? Welcome back. The base is open. It's time to podcast resistance broadcast style. How are you? I think that the future of the podcast is going to be interesting since now we're discussing hypotheticals. <laughs> we never did that before. Yeah. Lacey, are you excited to discuss hypotheticals? Not really, only because this could go very badly for me. <laughs> so, you know it's funny about that like we're doing a discussion based on a hypothetical ending, but we're not doing our normal segment where it's all hypotheticals and will of the force. We're actually putting will of the force away for a day. Like we didn't want to do too much hypotheticals, I guess. <laughs> I'm really bad with ambiguity. So this is like my nightmare. Oh, do you think if it's going to be great if in the last Jedi Kylo Ren was actually obsessed with Ray, they would have nicknamed him Kylo Stan. <laughs> James thoughts. <laughs> James thoughts. James, that's a I, hypothetical. I stand. I stand. James Bainey. Um, all right. Speaking of James Bainey, he is going to take us through our brand new segment that we're unleashing to you right now. Because why? We like to keep things fresh around here, and we like to create new new things for you guys. And we hope you like it. And this is called one. With the Force. The Force is with me. And I'm one with the Force. Yeah. So, <laughs> the idea... <laughs> what yeah, an exciting... Back. James is so excited for the new segment. Yeah. It's like hearing I, I you just got just a thinking. parking ticket. He's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I don't know what this show is. This is brand new. The um, team's staying together and working late tonight. James, pretend there's yeah. a new me- uh, uh, there's a new item on the menu at Chipotle. Uh, I don't get it. I get the same thing. Okay, they've tried so to bring would, in like churros so would or whatever. Give that. And I'm like, get out of here. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, cool churros, cool <laughs> queso. I don't care. Um, so this segment is a little different than Will of the Force. So every question doesn't start with Will. That's the first change. Uh, but what the question is, is something that will have to have to have us choose only one. So we'll, uh, you'll, you'll pick up on this really quick. This is like when you're playing a board game. Like, let's just start playing. We'll, we'll get it as we go along. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. So the first, the first question up is you have to fight one Sith Lord one-on-one. Who would you pick to fight for your best chance at surviving? Lacey, you're up first on this one. Who you picking? Who you dying to? <laughs> yeah, so the funny thing is before we recorded, James and I were talking about, okay, so like this is a basic like who least likely am I going to die like the quickest? 
Yeah. Which I would die in every scenario. I feel like every Kessel run we do is something dangerous. It's like, okay, how would I die? Here are four ways. Um, I'm going to pick Darth Maul <laughs> because I, I gave this answer to James. I, if he tries it's, to do some bad. crazy jump move, I could, <laughs> I can like lay down or jump underneath him and then run away. Hmm. And I think I do okay. Because he doesn't like have any like crazy speed runs or anything. And he's usually on that bike. So I could probably get away. Hmm. Whereas I think Vader Spider-Man would just beat choke Darth me. Maul. He did what? In the in that battle video. I forget what those were called. What are you talking about? Like Batman <laughs> versus Darth Vader and Spider-Man yeah, versus Darth Maul. Yeah, you remember yeah. these? Yeah, lame. Yeah. Or like he's he, the type of person that would get too cocky and you could like trick him up a little bit. Whereas I feel like Vader, yeah. if I picked him, I would just want to die because he'd probably like do it in the most epic way, like throwing me against the ceiling and then slicing me in half like in Rogue One. All right. Okay. I dig it. So All right, Darth John, Maul. what do you think? Who uh, are you going up against? Count Dooku. And what I would do is I would, before I faced him, I would go to CVS. I'd buy myself a big bag of Werther's Originals. I would show up to that fight. And I would throw every one of those hard candies on the floor right in front of him. And he gets distracted and he wants to pick them all up because he wants to eat them because he's an old man. And old men love Werther's Originals. And then I cut his damn head off. I don't know that old men love Werther's Originals so much as they love giving them to children. No, they definitely love them because in my grandma's house, oh, she had them? a bowl of those. And that yeah. was but like... did she eat them or did she just put them out for you to eat? <laughs> I don't know the way you said that was weird. <laughs> Right, that's well, what I'm saying. You saying that your grandma had a bowl of them doesn't disprove my point. It James, actually might prove it. Who are you fighting? I'm fighting Palpatine. Really? Yeah. Explain. Because I think that if, because he's the master, he's the guy with the grand plan. If Maul or Vader or Tyrannus were stuck we're, we're sent to kill you. You're dying. There's, there's no negotiating. There's no bargaining. There's no bigger plan. The plan is they're supposed to kill you because the master said so. Mm-hmm. But I think that if the master was kind of coming after you or, or you came into contact with him, I think that there's a chance that Palpatine would be the kind of guy that could be like, I have other uses for you. And you would just might, join him? No, no, no. I'm saying he might send you to go do something which would a probably prolong your life and two, you might actually be able to like get away. Like he, he might be able to be like I have a mission for you. Would uh you might be more useful to me not dead. And then you'd be like, "Yeah, I can do that." And then as soon as you get an opportunity, get right. away. Interesting. Okay. If I did that, I'd show up and he'd be like, yeah, you're worthless and would just immediately kill me. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm not dead. (laughs) I'm still in the boat of like, we're all dying. Yeah. Yeah. I think I I I got Dooku, though. All right. What what else? Werther's Originals, man. All right. Okay. 
Um, it was an original answer. All right, so our next one is you have to kill one of these characters in The Rise of Skywalker. One of these three have to go down. Our ch- your choices are R2-D2, C-3PO, or Chewbacca. And listeners, by the way, fill these out in the comments. Put who you would, if you had to kill one, who would you kill? Uh, John, I'm starting with you. James, Why what did I say? Why are you killing R2-D2? James, remember what I said to you before this episode. Go oh, ahead, yeah. John. Yeah. I'd kill C-3PO. Because yeah. because he's um he's not R2 and he's not Chewbacca, plain and simple. Yeah. <laughs> I still I still love C-3PO, but it would have to be him without a doubt. Lacey, who are you killing? So before the episode I said John would never kill Chewbacca. Never. Yeah. Never. You don't kill the family dog. I'm sorry. Never. You just don't do that. Never. Yeah. Uh, I would kill C-3PO. Never. Never. You would too, huh? No, Yeah, because... Oh. James. James has taken your top spot with all these jokes, John. You better watch out. He's trying to dethrone you. Hey, that's okay. Uh, I would choose C-3PO because Chewbacca is like your best buddy. And mm-hmm. then uh, R2-D2... Oh, no, this isn't the question I said Chewbacca for. Now that I think about it, we're going yeah. back later. Uh, so then R2, because I'd keep around because he's super witty and funny. And then C-3PO is just kind of there. Bye. Wow. Okay. I mean, he he bailed them out in Endor, but that's that's cool. I mean, I killed him too, so I'm with you. James, who you got? Chewbacca. De- what? Dead. You're, that's it. Yeah. We're not friends anymore. <laughs> How's that? You, you own two dogs. How are you killing the family what? dog in Star Wars? What are you doing? Because here's the thing is R2-D2, I feel like people would, I don't know that people would get like emotional, like maybe Len, but <laughs> I don't know that people would get as emotional as they would be like, why? Like, why do, why did you do that? You know? Um, and the same thing kind of for C-3PO is I feel like people would be like, oh, whatever, they killed off C-3PO, that sucks, but I don't know. But I feel like if if J.J. was like tasked and he's like, it's Bob, and he's like, you got to kill Chewbacca, right? And he's like, I don't want to, and they're like, but you have to. And he's like, all right, so how am I going to do this in the best way possible? I think they could do something really cool with his death. Like they could send him out in a really awesome, heroic the end way and and it would it would be like man that sucks that that character had to die but dang what an awesome death like and i think they tried to do that with the moon thing and it didn't work oh god (laughs) but i think that's what they were trying to do is he was like gonna stay on the planet and he was gonna try to deflect or i don't know what the story was but i think i think he could actually bring some real emotional weight to his death because N- like if anybody deserves to die, it's not him. He's like the agent Coulson, you know? Fine, fine, whatever. <laughs> fine, whatever. All right. Murdered the whole vibe. Of the I'm podcast. not okay right. with that answer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. All right. So then don't put Chewbacca as an option next time. All right. <laughs> <laughs> From killing to saving. Now we're going to move into saving. You can alter the story and save one rogue one character from death. Who are you bringing back? Uh, John, you are first on this one. Cheer it, Imway. I uh, knew it. I knew that's what you were going to yeah, say. Yeah, I just, I, I wish 
I got more of Donnie Yen playing that character, and I don't know if they'll bring him back prequel style, you know, whatever. Um, or he'll cross paths with Cassian at some point. That'd be cool. But I would love to just see him go on and, and do more because of his connection with the Force and how just good of a person he was and how important he was to that story. And um, Very interesting character. I wish I saw more of. I, my second pick was going to be Krennic, but I know um, James Ooh. probably picked that. So I'm um, saying cheer it. Cheer it in way. Sai, bring you back, cheer it. You're coming back. Lacey, what do you think? Who are you bringing back? I'm going to bring back Cassian. I think he's an interesting character. He's rough around the edges, but with a heart of gold. I think it would be really cool to see him interact with Han Solo. And I think he could give Han Solo a run for his money with Leia. Ooh. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that would be super interesting to me. Mm -hmm. So, ordinarily, I think that the two on, on my table... Uh, one is Cassian, but I ch- I'm not choosing him for a specific reason, but Lacey, you're dead on like that. I, I, I love that character and I, I, he's one of my favorite characters in all of star Wars. Um, could you imagine him the with the, on the death star with them, like going into the trash compactor and stuff like the, just yeah. the mm-hmm. bickering between him and Han. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, the only thing about Cassian, though, is that I feel like he's been in that fight since he was six years old, and he has a lot of tales and a lot of really cool stuff that we could do. Um, and he's served the rebellion well, and that's a fitting end to his uh, to his life. But I feel bummed for um, the missed opportunity with Jin. I would bring Jin back because I think that she was trying to figure out her whole life. And when she finally figured out who she wanted to fight for, she only got one chance to do the right thing. Um, so if, if she would have survived that, I think she would have been a really interesting person to pay attention to for the rest of the Hmm. existence of the rebellion. All right. Mm -hmm. So we got Jin and then Cassian Cassian and then share it. Interesting. RSS okay. feed. So no beach hug. Oh yeah. no, RCC feed. <laughs> RCC feed. Uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. Never mind. <laughs> Zany Baney. Let's roll yeah, it on. Really don't All right. Know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, next one up is you can erase one Star Wars novel from canon. What do you choose? You get to take one of the books and burn it, and no one ever remembers <laughs> it existed. Lacey, what book are you burning? Last Shot. Made no sense. Ooh, last Shot? Yeah, mm. made no sense. The time jumps were weird. The different, like, random current events thing that are thrown in, like, words that are never used in Star Wars, and I don't know. It was just really weird and hard to understand, so I'm saying Last Shot. Hmm. Last shot. All right. John, what do you got? You got a book you want to get rid of? Um, I probably would have said last shot, but I'm not going to now. So I'll just say um, Lost Stars. (laughs) (laughs) Just taking away people's joy. Yeah, I'm here to, I'm a thief of joy. Um, Either Legends of Luke Skywalker, I guess, or. You didn't like a certain point of view. Yeah, that bothers me too. Actually, that's probably my pick from a certain point of view. 
You're well, welcome. Some some of the stories drive me nuts. Um, yeah, that one's gone. My pick is uh, Battlefront Twilight, or not Twilight Company. Yeah, Twilight Company, that one. The Alexander Freed one. Um, I, I've said this before, but like, there's too much military speak and so much jargon. I, I It's really hard to pay attention to what's going on. And I've read that book twice, and I still don't really have a firm grasp on what even was happening. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I really can like kind of grab onto is at the end, I know they're at Hoth and I know they're experiencing like Vader breaking in from a different perspective, but it's still like, I couldn't really tell you much about any of the characters. And like, I know they try to get into details, but it's just, I get so lost and I'll be honest with you. Alphabet Squadron's the same way for me. I'm like not digging it right now for that same reason. It's and almost- I looked at the, I looked at the Wikipedia page and I went to like characters, like it, like uh, everybody who's in it, whether it's like a mention or anything. And the only existing character in that book that they, they talk about that is previous to Canon is Harrison Dula and um, the, the main character, Erica Quell. And that's only because Erica Quell is from like a comic Mm-hmm. Every single character in that book is a new character, and it's it's too much. I, names are flying every angle. I can't keep track of anybody, and I think that's Alexander Freed's style. But before, let me finish that book before I say Twilight, or before I say that, I'm going to say Twilight Company now. He's almost, you can almost say he's like the Tom Clancy for Star Wars at this point. He has a niche, and that's the niche they want him to write. I think so. He also wrote Force Awakens novel, though, which is interesting. But I think that's because he had already pre-written material. Am I wrong on that? Which novel did he write? You're saying a a journey to the Force Awakens novel? No, the Force Awakens novelization. Wasn't that Alexander Freed? No. No? No, at least he knows who that was. What was that guy? Alan Dean Foster. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Last question up. Uh, who is the one character in Star Wars you would trust the most to have your back? Lacey, this one starts with you, right? Or no, John? Can we do John first? I need to think about this first. Yeah, a let's do John. Let's get this out. It's got to be Beckett, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's a solo joke. Hashtag That's a solo yeah. joke. Um, man, to have your back. Oh, geez, this is tough. It's got to be Chewbacca. <laughs> All right. I'm sitting there staring at Lacey like I'm waiting for her reaction. I wanted to this say was Han. actually the one where she said you would say Chewbacca. I wanted to say Han, but, you know, he did have his wild card days where he was very scoundrelous and uh, before he decided he wanted to join the greater good. So, But Chewie's just so damn loyal. Like, no matter what Han is in, He's like, here we go again. He's like, all right. I, I don't care how how stacked the yards are. No, you never to tell you them. So let's uh let's do this. So yeah, for me, it's got to be Chewy. I know that's a boring answer because people probably expected it, but I had to say it. It's not boring. I just knew you were gonna say because you really, really love Chewbacca. Yeah. And you've always said that you want to go on adventures with Chewbacca. Oh, that'd be so awesome. Yeah. Um, all right, Lacey, tell us who's your one character that will always have your back. You know, I actually at first said Chewbacca, 
but because I knew John was going to say Chewbacca, I'd probably say R2-D2. I feel like R2 would go to the ends of the earth to help you out or will do whatever you ask to make sure you get what it... Because like Return of the Jedi where he shoots the lightsaber out of his head to Luke Skywalker. Like Mm -hmm. all the ways that he saved the Skywalkers is just a prime example of like R2 is the guy to have. He'd be in your ship and like when you go into battle, Mm -hmm. he knows what's up. So R2-D2. Nice. So I looked at I looked at like the core three because I, I could sit for hours and think about so, so many different characters. But I looked at the core three and I was like, Han Solo, same reason John said, nah, I don't know about that guy. <laughs> <laughs> he, he might uh, turn uh, for whatever reason. And then I looked at Luke and I was like, Luke's probably a pretty strong answer. But the only thing about Luke is I feel like he might kind of get caught up in like what what's the right thing to do. He had a lot of like issues towards the end of like, I don't know, should I kill him? Should I not kill him? Who's the good guy? Who's the bad guy? He's trying to figure himself out too. I think the the most loyal, always going to have your back person, Leia. Mm. I, I, I kind think of Leia, feel like, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but I kind of, no. I had the same thing in my head about Leia, but then I thought like, she's the type of person though that would sacrifice one to save many. I don't know. She was a terrible, can you, terrible. Can you think of an example where she would have mother. done that? Terrible mother. I never said she was a terrible mother. No, I just did. Oh. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I just feel like because she's the head of a very important organization that she might lose sight of something that's more personal than something that's more bigger picture. Yeah, I, I, I think it's a You've good seen the new Mission me. Impossible movies, right? Yes. Lacey? Yes. You know how like in the movies they're like, I trust you because you are the person that would sacrifice the millions to save the one. I actually, I think the opposite. I think that Leia has that in her. She understands how important an individual can be. And they don't, Hmm. she doesn't trade lives as Steve Rogers would say. That makes sense. I mean, I I don't know though. I don't know if you can think of an example where she would do the hard thing. But like, it ain't Cassian. You know? <laughs> Cassian would do the hard thing mm. and he would kill a, a, a loyalist in order just to preserve information or something. So That's true. That's true. All right. Well, that's it. Let us know what you guys thought of One with the Force. Uh, make sure to put all of your, your answers in the comment section yes. below. And... Let us know if you would like to see this. Don't be don't be rude, but like let us know how did this compare to Will of the Force? Would you like to see more one with the Force show up uh, every once in a while, or if you just were like, "Nah, that, that and, stunk." Bring and back honestly, Will of the Force. It really gives us an actual reason to say it's back, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You gotta take the highs with the lows. Yeah. All right, uh, now that we're done with that, we're going to move on to the Patreon pod race. And if you don't know what this is, this gives us, this gives our generals, uh, our general supporters on Patreon an opportunity to come on the show, be, be one with us, if you will. Um, 
and uh, we ask them a question and we give them an opportunity to kind of give their answer. This week we have General Andrew Staley. What up, Andrew? Uh, last minute submission here, actually. We were a little behind and he was willing to, to jump in and get this uh, to us right away. Yeah, thanks, but uh, the question we asked is Benny Off and Wise are slated to tell new stories with characters separate from the Skywar- uh, Skywalker saga, Sky- Skywars. <laughs> uh, uh, so describe the type of new character you would like to see in the next Star Wars movie. So, Andrew, what do you got? Hi, guys. Um, the kind of characters that I'd like to see in uh, the future Star Wars movies, including the Benioff and Weiss, uh, I'm not really sure. Uh, tried to think about it for a few minutes, but uh, honestly, I, I really don't have any expectations. Uh, I just know that the Jedi and the Sith have um, really encompassed the nine movies that we have now and resistance was one of the first series uh animated wise to touch on something without the jedi in it specifically uh that's been a nice departure and then looking forward to the mandalorian so as far as once 2022 gets here i just know i'll be ready to see something star wars and i'm excited about that uh whatever kind of characters that come along with this uh new set of movies um i'm just gonna be excited to see it so thanks a lot guys may the force be with you Okay. All right, Andrew. Uh, I I, th- I think you're a man after my own heart. There. I think uh, I think I'm the kind of person too that is like, you know what? Just I'm not looking to to nail down anything specific. I just really kind of want to soak in whatever the the creators want to give me. You know, I, I'm I'm with you. I think that's dead on. John, are you feeling the same way, or or is is Andrew crazy? <laughs> I I, mean, I was hoping that Andrew would say, like, I want to see someone like this or something like that. But I have to say the diplomatic answer, I think, is the right way to go, um, especially, you know, hearkening back to what I was talking about in the poll results on this past Monday's episode of why so many people are eager to move on to new characters is that we don't have to preconceive and say, this is what Luke would have done, or this is what we don't know who these people are yet because we don't know who they are. And I like the idea of Andrew is flipping over the page on his easel and there's a blank page there and he's ready to take on whatever uh, Benioff and Wise throw our way. So even though it's almost like a non-answer, it is a great answer. Uh, So Andrew, thank you so much. And again, for doing that in uh, short notice to really appreciate that uh you knocked it out of the park as always and thanks uh, as always for your support man mm-hmm. yeah i think it's tough to go into something where you have no information like we don't have a title we don't have anything so it's literally it could be anything um so andrew first of all great job second of all uh love your backdrop with all the stuff on the walls it's really cool um but yeah, I agree with you. It's really hard to decide what you want when you don't even know what that could be. There's just so many opportunities in the Star Wars universe that we have yet to explore. So mm-hmm. I'm totally with you that I just want to I just want more Star Wars. It doesn't matter what it is. Yep. I'm with you. So great job. Yeah. All right. Good. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, so that wraps up the pa- what the Patreon Padres. <laughs> we're going to head into our discussion. John, are you going to tell us what we're going to be talking about? Obi-Wan once thought as you do. That's usually what we do, James. And what we are doing this week is... Now, again, I'm going to set the tone. 
It's as if we were walking out of the theater and this happened. So what if Kylo Ren's fate is too similar to Darth Vader's? So Darth Vader at the end of Return of the Jedi, he decides to turn from the darkness, do something good to save his son, and then he died doing it. What if Kylo Ren does something similar where he does one major good deed at the very end but it costs it costs him his life. So, in other words, it's sort of a redemption tale there, just like Darth Vader, however you want to slice it, but he dies. Will fans how will fans react to that? So that's kind of the discussion we want to have here a bit. So we're painting the picture that though this is happening, and again, this doesn't mean this is what I want to happen, or this is what Lacey wants to happen, or James. It's if this occurs, because I and the reason why I came up with this, I'll be honest, a lot of people, including myself, have said they might have some issues if J.J. goes down that same exact path and ends that villain's uh, character in that way, because we already saw it happen with Return of the Jedi. We may uh, be rubbed the wrong way of getting that same type of ending. So I think the, the narrative is there for, for people to have concerns, and that's why we wanted to have that discussion. So guys... Let's say it does happen, and let's say Kylo Ren does something great, and it's a good, great deed to show that, you know, I'm writing a wrong here, but it costs him his life, very similar to what happened with Vader. How do you think that will be received? Um, first of all, uh, with you guys, and also, how do you think Star Wars fans who went into that, maybe thinking there'd be an issue, would receive it? Who wants to start? James. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I think that, um, I know we're, we're pretending that this does happen, but I, I'm going to say, I don't think this will happen for the reaction. Um, I think that if this scenario, this exact scenario happened, you know, he's doing something, he's, he, re- oh, I know exactly what I got to do. So he runs into the building and they're like, she's like, no, babe. <laughs> don't do that you'll die and he says i gotta go do the thing and then so he goes in and he pushes the button and he explodes and whatever i like i think that there was a pretty open backlash about the force awakens and how it just felt like you know i get it it's a different movie but it just felt a lot like a retelling of a new hope that's what Everybody, uh, not everybody, but that was one of the bigger a lot of people um, issues that, that people yeah. had with episode seven. Yeah, yeah. Um, not that it was a big thing, but you know, it was probably one of the largest complaints that we heard. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a feeling that JJ, being the director, learned his lesson from that, and I think that if they did go down this route, I I think that that the overall brainchild that is Disney and, and, and him and Chris Terrio and all that, I think that they realized that this would be looked at more as a John puts a cop out like, Oh, you just kind of wrote the same story as stuff we'd already seen rather than a, a really cool, uh, repeat of history. Like, you know, the, I was trying to do the whole like George, it rhymes thing, but you guys just aren't seeing that and it just ended up coming off like a ripoff. And I think, I think they're more aware of that than most people like to admit. So 
they are going to stay away from that exact version of what they're going to do with this. I still think there's possibilities of him being redeemed. I still think there's possibilities of him dying, but I don't know about this version where he's, where he does something for the good of, you know, I don't know. I, it seems too close, too similar. And I think there could actually be a little bit of a letdown with, yeah, it was the Vader story. I mean, I think that's where you're at, John. So you Lacey. think same crowd oh. that felt he rehashed A New Hope would give the same reaction to that? It's weird because I know we've had this discussion before where it's like people go in and, and they said they saw Force Awakens and they're like, oh, it's all this, just the same thing again. And so then they go into Last Jedi and they're like, oh, it doesn't feel Star Wars enough. It's like, I know these are two different people, it's not the same people who can't make up their mind and they don't know what they want. It's some people didn't like what they did with last right. Jedi, but they Different. did like what they did with force awakens and other people think differently. But I do think that if they did this thing with rise of Skywalker, that old force awakens crowd who maybe did like last Jedi and they're like, well, at least they're not just rehashing. Everything is going to come back out and be, vocal again so Lacey if this scenario plays out in this way where I know you're a huge Ben Demption redemption person you get your redemption he ends by doing something great to to vanquish evil and help uh, the good guys but he dies what what do you think the reaction by people would be to that uh if if it is similar to like how Vader went out so I think that right now there are two types of people, people that want to see Kylo die and people that don't want to see Kylo die. Mm-hmm. I think in this scenario, which I don't want to see him die um, and he's redeemed, it, it's too much like Vader. And I just think that Vader's ending is so perfect the way it is in Return of the Jedi that it would kind of ruin that story for me to just bring it up again and mm-hmm. regurgitate it in this way. Sure. Um, I just think it's got to be either he dies and he dies bad or he lives and he's redeemed. It can't be both because mm. like James said, you're just going to have the people that are like, Oh, force awakens was new hope. You're going to be like, okay, so you did whatever you did in the middle. And then now you're just doing return of the Jedi again. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, because you had people die in Rogue One, and then you had Vader die at the end of Return of the Jedi and be redeemed, it would just be again someone's dying, and again someone's a good guy. And yeah. I think that that doesn't lend itself to a very good story if we're just retelling the same thing over and over again. And I right. know it's like that play on like, oh, history repeats itself. Mm-hmm. But how mm-hmm. creative is that actually in the in the bigger scheme of things of right. 40 years in the making and you're just going to say the same thing again? Right. Like, I agree. come on. Yeah, that's why. It's kind of lame. I really don't like when people use that one-off line of George Lucas saying it's like poetry, it rhymes. Like, I bet he wishes yeah. he never said that because people take that <laughs> as though that's the Bible of George Lucas. And, you know, it's it's an, it's overstated. And right. you could match things up to make it look however you want and with parallels. Mm-hmm. I get that. People do that all the time, especially the way, the way you can Photoshop and merge things. But I agree. Um, the thing that I find interesting, though, I think there is a big population of Star Wars fans 
who think this is going to happen this way, where they don't think Adam Driver is going to survive this movie. They think Kylo Ren will die, but they can't see him going full bad. So you only find one path, and that's him doing something right or doing something good, but also not making it out. So I think I mentioned this a while ago. It's the four quadrant thing. You have redeemed and lived, redeems and dies. Not redeems and lived, not redeemed and dies. Mm-hmm. And you, it's like you have to choose one of those four options and you start looking at him and you're like, does anybody really think that he's going to be not redeemed and live? Right. You know, do you think he's going to be evil through the whole movie and they don't kill off that character and he survives and mm-hmm. it's open-ended that he's still out there being evil? Yeah. Imagine I don't think that's the, the ending. Everyone's like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So it almost feels like you can rule that out right. unless they really want to go like crazy, you know, with it. But you probably rule that one out. And then you have this other one, which is something we feel like we've already seen, which is redeemed and dies. So it's like uh, those one, those two kind of seem a little not likely. So then that's where it comes in with with Lacey's option, which is redeemed and lived. And then her other one is not redeemed and died. And it's like those two seem like the most likely options. What if, though, he doesn't get redeemed and he lives, but whatever happens, he gets so badly whatevered that he never takes the mask off, so Adam Driver doesn't necessarily have to play him. Oh. In the next movie. No, I would have I'm not saying I agree with, with it. Yeah. I'm saying what if, though? I think because this is built... Like, his face gets so messed up, he can't remove the mask like Vader? Yes, like Vader. And then they bring Keanu Reeves in to play him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think... Uh, <laughs> I, I really have a problem with... The the way I mean the way they're marketing this so far anyway is this is the end of the Skywalker saga. Sure. So I have to assume all the Skywalkers are gonna be gone by the end of this. And I don't know if that means Leia dies too or, or what have you, but he is a Skywalker. I know people have a hard time. He separating. goes by solo though. I know <laughs> now you you're joking, I, right? <laughs> no, I'm not. I love how people like he's still a Skywalker though by blood. And that's of course, the point but of I'm yeah. saying if the Skywalkers are ending and everyone keeps saying that, technically he's a solo, so he could live at the end and be a solo and not a Skywalker. Well, technically he's a Skywalker because if he died in a in a burning flame of lava and they had to test his DNA, they'd be like, oh, he's got that mighty Skywalker blood. He's a Skywalker. Name last names he can his last name could be a pineapple. It, 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 he's still a Skywalker. <laughs> so technically, he's yeah, still Leia's a Skywalker. considered a Skywalker, even though she's right. she's a Solo right. and she's or an Organa and right. she's a Skywalker. Right. Like, so, but she's never gone by Skywalker. So, mm. with that said, that this is the conclusion of the Skywalker saga. Not that she really goes by Solo either. <laughs> I add that <laughs> so. to the fact that I also don't think Adam Driver has any intention of coming back. Uh, after this his career is taking off and i think he's been rubbed the wrong way by fans and he's a little scared off by fandom in in this and he's kind of paid his debt he did his three movies and i think he's done so i think he's dying and i've said that for a long time i don't think he's making out of this out of this movie i would be very surprised but happily surprised if he died the villain because it would be different and it would be a big 
risk and and a, a brave move by JJ to do it. But I don't think it's going to happen. I think JJ may go in a way that is similar to Darth Vader, and I have a bit of a problem with that. And I do think if this happens this way, it will be a big problem with fans. And I don't mean just that pocket of fans. I think a lot of fans will have a problem with that because some fans will feel ripped off. Like, why did I waste my time on a three new movies uh, that with that we waited so many years to continue from 1983 to now to see the same exact end for our villain. And Lacey, you touched on this a little bit. I think that takes away from Darth Vader's ending a little bit. It's like kind of like when you when you like have a song, uh, James. I'm sure you guys had songs in your band. And you felt like somebody got ripped off one of your guys' songs, and like it, that's how I feel like Darth Vader would feel. Like, man, I had this awesome ending. And I, I was mean, we've the guy. talked with a lot of people, especially at Celebration after they released the trailer, and people even said like Palpatine's kind of downplaying the ending of Darth Vader, him being back. Yes. So yes. It, con- it concerned all of us of right. how this is going to play out in the next movie because that kind of gets erased that right. finality of where Vader's journey went and how he ended is right. now up for question. And then if this is the same thing, it's like, okay, but then that totally takes away the importance of Vader's redemption and Vader's coming back for his own son. And if I could, to, to parlay off that, you put a, a thought in my mind. Oh. I think J.J. is cognizant of that. Mm-hmm. And Disney probably is too because they're protective over Darth Vader. That's their, He's their biggest property as a character. Right. That's why I don't think Palpatine's coming back in a big way. Mm. I think it's it is going to be something supernatural and maybe something still in the background, but affecting what's going on now. I don't think they bring him back in a big way because, like you say, that would diminish what Vader did, and we've been saying that for, for a while. Once they they said he's he's returning, so right, with that right. in mind, then you still have Kylo Ren kind of as your main lead physical villain still at this point. So that kind of changes my thought on that, too. It's, it's Kylo Ren still the big bad when it's all said and done. And I don't know. I just don't know. Because we don't know how Richard Grant's character is playing into it. We don't right. know anything like that. And Matt with, Smith. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I Matt feel Smith like thing, Richard Grant is definitely part of the other side of Star Wars. He's part of the war, not the mm-hmm. war. He's a muggle. Like, how does General <laughs> Hux fit into this? Yeah. It's like... Doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. It, yeah. If you're not a force um, user, you're not. Uh, you're not playing a, a massive you're role. You're not part of this story. Really? You're nothing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, John, uh, I don't. I I like what you're saying, and I don't really know exactly which side I'm falling on. But you've said a couple times that you feel like the end of the Skywalker saga means that Kylo Ren has to die, and I don't. I don't know that you, you can really say that. Um. When it comes to a character or story ending, you're saying this is the end of the saga. This is the end of their story. To me, I don't necessarily know why that character has to die. Like uh, Mm -hmm. I was trying to think of an example and I was like, 
<laughs> I kept coming up with ones that like they ended up bringing back and they brought like Indiana Jones, like the end of the Indiana Jones saga. And then it's like, no, they're still doing them. So, um, but the only one I could come up with was back to the future. It's like, if you saw a pitch for back to the future part three and they were like, this is the end of the Marty and doc Brown adventures through time. See the dramatic conclusion why do we come to the conclusion that one of those characters has to die because it's the end of their story? It's like the end of the story can be finality that like all of that is done. Right. That's it. The difference, and nothing though. ever happens with the rest of their life. They live the rest of their life peaceful, mm-hmm. normal, part of society or away from society, whatever right. it is. Um, so I'm I'm not really sold when you say, when you use a character having to die as evidence of or, or the end of the Skywalker saga as evidence why a character has to die. I'm like, I, just, I still think it's very easy to say this is the end of this character's story and not just him, but every other character in that bloodline. Because you say that but the difference to me is I can't see a situation where this guy lives and his story goes on somehow and it's a happily ever after after everything he's done. Um, I think the only way for him to see the light is he doesn't make it out Um, because I can't see that doesn't make sense to me for this story to end, especially in this final one movie, how they're going to end this thing and then be like, and then Ben Solo became a farmer. Yeah, so I kind of agree with John only because uh, the what Daisy and everybody else has been saying about this movie, but especially Daisy lately has been talking about how emotional this movie is and how some of the scenes are so emotional and everything is so, you know, gripping and, and it really moves you. They can't, a lot of stories like Harry Potter, Hunger Games, even Twilight, when they advertise the final chapter, they always advertise that someone's not getting out. People aren't coming out of this alive. Harry Potter, Snape was a character that the whole time you think he's the bad guy. At the end, you finally figure out he's a good guy. He had to die. He dies. Spoiler alert if you haven't read Harry Potter. Uh, Hunger Games. All the way through, you're like, all these people are dying. Finnick dies. He's one of the best characters. They kill him. He gets his head bit off. Because they need someone like that to die to show that the sacrifices that were made along the way weren't in vain and the weight of the war itself. So a character like Kylo Ren, the reason people are leaning towards the fact that he has to die is like John said, because he's done all these terrible things. What would redeem him to be I'm able trying to, to figure have that out where you're ending? coming from Lacey, because don't, aren't you the person that argues for you think he's going to live? Absolutely. But I'm saying, so I'm saying I'm, I'm saying, saying I John, understand why people think that, though, because yeah, in past yeah. stories, I do, too. There's always saying, these characters that don't make it out. Right. And yeah. if I'm this just is, trying to give credence to how both both situations are, are likely to me. And I could see how that could be a good, sure, sure. dramatic closing and end to these stories. If this is the end of the Skywalker saga. That means there's not going to be any books or comics, or anything about this family that takes place after this movie. This is turn the page, close the back cover, done. End of the Skywalker saga. So, so th- to that, me... That raises another question. You said this family. Is that referring to 
Oh, you're referring to the Skywalkers. Yes. And he's I actually thought you were referring to Ray and nope. Ben. No. Because if they do make it out alive, then and you let's say I mean, they kind of had these interesting romantic ties. They may be friend or emotional, you know, connection ties. But if they did have romantic ties and he does redeem himself and he does live, then that sets up the story of like, well, then how does the Skywalkers end? Even if they're farmers, there's still children involved. That's why it's so not it, happening. It, I, that, yeah, that, then that gets into that weird thing. But I'm, that's why I'm saying I think he could live, but I don't know that he necessarily... That I think if he does live, then that has to snub the romantic I, angle. Yeah, I just don't see what kind of good movie storytelling is going to have this guy go into this movie as evil as he's been, back with a mask on, full dark side, potentially Sith, maybe, who knows, uh, Palpatine in the mix, and then somehow you're going to flip it where he comes back to the light and then he's good and then but it's still the story still ends like it, there, there's not room there to do it it just unless you do a massive time jump and that would be kind of really bad i think at the end i i just don't see it and it's not that i don't necessarily like i hate the idea i just don't see that as a good way to end this story so i keep pointing what if he turns mm-hmm. but isn't doesn't sacrifice himself just straight up dies so what, what is that different what, enough from you, the Darth Vader story? What do you story? mean? He, he turns and he just dies in battle? Yeah. Like, Ray, I'm on your side. All right, cool. All right, we're going to go into this war. I'm going to jump into this TIE fighter and then boom. <laughs> car I don't bomb. think there's no way. I mean, that, that's a dumb that. scenario. But no. what I'm saying is like, what if the, if he just like heroically dies on the battlefield and it's not like a sacrifice thing. If yeah. he's like, dying, could they change after- his death into something that isn't sacrifice? No, I think if he's going to die in a way that's him redeeming himself, it's going to be something like you and John have said, where it's like, Oh, there's this one button on the space station that forces yeah, it to yeah. explode. Let me go. So it's the Vader the thing. Yeah. Or like, so Hey, let option. me throw you in this escape pod, but there's only room for one of us. Oh, escape what? Pod. Ar- Armageddon. Yeah. <laughs> Guess who wrote Armageddon? J.J. <laughs> Abrams. J.J. Abrams. Uh, J- James, it's going to be like our t-shirt. I know what I have to do. He said it in The Force Awakens, and he killed Han Solo. He said it in The Last Jedi. He killed Snoke. And maybe he says, I know what I have to do, and this time it's going to take to take himself out. Or maybe it's, I know what I have to do early on in the movie, and he jumps to the good side, and he helps them fight for the rest of the movie. With his mask on? And just like, hey, Poe. We still don't know that that's him in the mask. Still don't know that it's him. Well, that's him in the mask. So, Lacey, we've never really gotten a a clear cut answer on this. Assuming (laughs) he does switch sides mid movie, let's say, and the end is like Ray and Kylo fighting the bad guy. Yeah. um, Then what happens to Kylo Ren to Ben Solo? after the movie's over. So I said this when we gave our episode nine, like thoughts our premonitions of what we thought was going to happen. What I think is going to happen is I think that he's going to redeem himself. There's going to be a scenario where he dies, but he doesn't die. Everyone thinks he dies, but then he's still alive and he goes off into the sunset with Ray where everyone else thinks he's dead. And Ray, as, and Ray disappears as, too? With as him. friends. 
they, they could be friends. They don't have to be romantic. Well, I would because Ray if they're romantic, though. then the Skywalker saga, the end of the Skywalkers, is a lie. It could be either or. I don't. I don't think. It I don't can think be end or. of Skywalkers means that the Skywalkers have to die. I'm going to set that up right now. I don't think that's the case. I think it's the end of this story, and I think the end of the story can have a happy ending. I don't think everybody has to die. Yeah, I agree okay, with that. Okay, so that's kind of what I was saying <laughs> earlier, except for but like flipped. I think, yeah, I think he has to die though because of the reasons I don't think I that's said. true. Yeah. That's that's why I, you know, this 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 idea of I've already given my ideas by the way that I do agree that it could be a rehash. And that's why mm-hmm. I just gave my idea of what it wouldn't you be. You know a why? Because and mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. to bring it back full circle to that, that seems like the compromise. And that is like when, when the original trilogy came out, there weren't people going into Return of the Jedi saying like, oh, man, he's his dad. Like, I really hope he makes it. You know, he changes and he makes it out. And because the prequels are not written yet and you didn't know Anakin uh, and you didn't, like get close to him in that way. It was just Darth Vader. Now it's like people are so vested in this character and they're, you know, and, and everyone in every fandom now redemption's like this huge thing everyone needs to be redeemed there's no more bad guys um i'm not saying he won't be but the compromise seems to be okay well he'll get redeemed but he's got to die and those two things are always paired together and it seems like the most obvious thing now if it happens i think like i say it's going to be a big problem for people i I think it could literally be a scenario where like I said, he dies. The audience thinks he's dead and he's not kind of like where Batman is, where it's I like, was about to say the Batman yeah, thing. So I was like, thinking about it earlier, too. You could see it being a good ending where Ray thinks he's dead. Poe thinks he's dead. Finn thinks he's dead. Leia knows he's not dead. He goes off on his own without anybody knowing. Finally at peace with himself that this is the end of the so story. Like Dexter? I guess I don't I don't watch that show, so. Oh. You're just know. like a logger to me. Right. But like, imagine that scene where Leia sees him off in the distance, kind of gives him a nod knowing you do you, you go do your thing. And he just has that peace with himself. But then mm. Ray and all of them think he's dead and gone. And the world thinks he's dead. That takes away from the, it's really heavy and emotional thing you were saying before though, to me, because then who dies? Who's the loss? Well, she's saying it is him. In the sense that, like, we, you know, we lost Batman. Because like, you could have a very emotional himself. scene with Ray, and then she doesn't realize he's alive. Because as far as her character is concerned, like, in, in reality, Adam Driver's not dying, but her character thinks that the character in front of her is dying. So regardless if the character actually does die or not, she is filming that scene as if he was dying. Right. And especially if you have the movie where Ray and Kylo work together, the rest of the second half of the movie, and she builds this bond with him for him to then for her to think he's dead. She could have that emotional moment where she says goodbye, not knowing that he's not dead at the end. I don't, here's a question. Here's a question. Cause you keep bringing up the halfway through the movie. He turns thing. I don't think that's happening. And the only reason why I say that is because when do we think they're showing up and seeing the Death Star when the crew's overlooking it? Like, I'm th- thinking that's final act of the movie. Right? So, 
I'm basing my opinions on. Maybe it's the first. So I'm basing my opinions on stuff they showed at Celebration that doesn't have any explanation yet. <laughs> which yeah, is, I hear you. I hear you. Which is footage of him in in the desert where he doesn't look very angry, and the three, four of them with C-3PO and everything in that tunnel mm-hmm. cave thing where they're looking at someone in the desert but don't look very angry, except Poe does. Like, there's a lot of... And then, like, her jumping the, the tie interceptor silencer mm-hmm. thing. Like, we don't know what that is yet. So I'm keeping mm-hmm. it open to the idea that it could be that he's right. working with them. And you know, it's funny. I don't want to go too tangent here, but like right. the, the comparison shots of that to Alfred Hitchcock's North by Northwest, mm-hmm. that plane is out to kill that guy. So if, the, yeah. if, if that's the parallel he's doing, then that TIE fighter is not there to play jump rope with Ray. Yeah, but, but people do stuff all oh, the time. I know, that doesn't I know. mean just, that. That was a good comparison, though. That was interesting. But um, I, I don't know. The, the, I think I personally think the end of the movie is taking place by the Death Star wreckage. I think that fight between her and Kylo Ren, which she confirmed is them fighting, and it's the biggest fight they've done together. Did she say it was them fighting alone? She didn't say that, but she said mm. it's them fighting. She definitely said that. And yeah, but maybe she was allowed to say that because it's in the picture, but she didn't say like, are they fighting together? Are they fighting? Like, that's what I'm saying is like, that's the world we live in is we, you can't take it as it is. I know. Well, if you want to go back to that art book, which I don't, I don't really think is too heavy influence there, but in that photo, their lightsabers are clashing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. I, I think they're definitely fighting. I, I, I'd be shocked if we had another Star Wars movie where you don't have a big lightsaber duel and who else is going to be doing this, right? It's true. So Yeah, as much as we praise The Last Jedi lightsaber fight, yeah. it, it's not a duel. No. It got a lot of criticisms for that. So to go into this and you maybe have one at the beginning with, with her and uh, Kylo that we've talked about before, but that then to not wins. have a final big yeah. epic lightsaber battle at the end. Yeah, yeah I so I, I think that they're going to be fighting till the end, and it looks like his mask is off by that point, and maybe there is a moment where he does something uh, good or he's, she gets herself in trouble, and, and then he winds up turning. I don't know, but I think he's going to be Kylo Ren till the end at least. Question. What do you think Question. is the last thing that comes out of his mouth if he dies? Thank you. You think he's going to say thank you? Yes. All right. Because he It's not a bad answer. They're going to they're going to book in that baby like what he said to Han, uh, Han Solo after he killed him. What's the first thing he says to Ray? Look how old you've become. No. Uh oh. the girl I've heard so much about. Does he say, he doesn't say it's you? When does he first encounter her in the woods? So he says it is you in the book. He doesn't say it in the movie. He first. No, no, no. But that's on Starkiller. I'm talking about the first interaction between. On Taco Donna. Ray. Yeah. He says the girl I've heard so much about. Oh, really? Okay. All right. Well, I was hoping that might be a little like bookend line. He freezes. She shoots at him three times. He blocks it three times and then he freezes her. Mm -hmm. And he goes. He walks up, looks her up and down, and goes, the girl I've heard so much about. Yeah, he like paralyzes her. She Guess can't how many move. times I've watched that movie. <laughs> yeah. More than me, probably. Yeah. All right. So um, um, last, should we do final thoughts here? I know we're up on an hour. What do, my, you, what do you want to add here, James? My final thought on this, I would say, is that I agree with John. 
Go ahead, James. Um, my my thoughts on this are are that uh, I'm still kind of like in in decisive on how I think this could go because I really do think that they could go down a bunch of different avenues. When John's question comes up, do I think that if they did this, fans would look at it like a cop out? Yes, I do. And the funny thing too is that Lacey, you were comparing, you know, him like. I, like kind of like fake dying, but then being able to survive like the Batman thing. What's funny is I wanted to throw this in there too. It's not when fake I, dying. It's they really think he's dead. No, I know. But, yeah. but in the case of Batman, he was sure. like fake, you know, whatever. Sure. But the thing, the thing is going into that movie before I even saw that movie, I said, he has to die. He has to die. That's how this movie ends. It's the perfect ending. And right. When I was watching the end of that movie, I was like, yes, they're doing it. This is exactly how I want this to go. And when he showed up at the end and they were like, not really dead. I was like, that's the cop out. Yeah, I was going to say you thought that that's was the cop out. The, that's the one yeah. that I'm like, no, the guy sucks. That's a different you know? comparison to me. <laughs> I, would, I have a hard I time would be kind of bummed. Like, yeah. Mm. Because so I don't know. Batman's we'll, we'll, Batman. we'll see. We'll see that. But that's my. Yeah. <laughs> I, I my my final thoughts on it are and then Lacey I'll you know give you your the final word but I think the compromise is the biggest thing here because you have a lot of people saying this guy's got to die he's the bad guy and then you have people saying like well you know I want to see the last Skywalker uh, be good and being good so that two those two things come together and that's why people think that's the most common exit point here. But again, it could be looked at as you just did Darth Vader again, and that's the cop out. So it's dangerous turf for J.J. Abrams, and I'm really curious what he ends up deciding to do working with Chris Terrio. I'm glad I really have no idea. I'm not sure what to expect here, and I hope I don't find out before we see it in December. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that if Kylo Ren dies is redeemed and then dies, it's going to downplay what happens with Vader, which I have said before is one of the best scenes in Star Wars is when he gets redeemed with Luke. It's so emotional. Uh, it's one of my favorite scenes. Like even growing up, that was one of the scenes that I connected with the most. I'm very close to my own father. So I would just feel like that would be rehashing something that's already such a special moment in Star Wars and to mm-hmm. the fandom that it wouldn't be fair necessarily to George Lucas that they'd be like, ah, yes, let's just have Kylo have the same fate because I don't think it holds the same weight that Vader and Luke hold. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that the only way for this... ain't got weight. Yeah. Um, Or what's the word that you use? Gravitas. Yeah. Um, Gravitas. So I think that the only way that this is going to be what they say satisfying is if um, he dies and he's bad or he die or he lives and he's good. I don't think you can do the he dies good hmm. because he it, it literally will just be the same story again. And JJ, I think, is so afraid of doing the rehashing like he did with uh, The mm-hmm. Force Awakens that he will do everything in his power to make sure that he doesn't get that criticism again. Mm-hmm. And I think that's his biggest pressure point I going agree. into this movie, yeah. making sure he doesn't do that again. Right. 
That's why he's like, this desert planet's called Pasana. I mean, <laughs> Jakku. I mean, yeah. Tatooine. Uh, I mean, so that, Pasana. I mean, that, that's it. And we survived that one. And we're going to have more discussions about uh, Kylo Ren uh, leading up to the Rise of Skywalker. I'm sure we'll do even a Raylo one and, and all that stuff. And uh, proof here that you can have this type of discussion <laughs> and, and not be a complete jerk about it. So uh, congrats mm. to the three of us. But, Yay, team. Um, so that wraps I up. Let us know. What, let us know what you guys think. Is it? <laughs> would you say, James? He said, "I hate both of you." <laughs> nice. The truth finally comes out. <laughs> yeah, Haiti Baney. Um, so let us know what you guys think about this. If it does happen, where Kylo Ren dies, but he does it in a va- very Vader type of way, where he's sort of redeemed. Is it a, a cop out? Are fans going to backlash on that? Is it going to be too close to Return of the Jedi? So uh, give us your thoughts in the comments. Let us know what you think. And uh, we'll talk about this more, obviously, in the future and everything surrounding uh, this character. Uh, But that's it for that. Now we're going to send it to a double dose of Resistance Transmissions with our friend, Ms. Lacey Gillerin, who's um, ready to uh, to do the thing. Do it. Thing. (laughs) Doing the thing. So it is time for resistance transmissions. All right, guys. So how this works, as you guys know, John puts up a crazy, wacky situation. You guys give your answers, and I read them live on the show. So it looks like we have a double dose. So and John, guess, you did- guess what, guys? This time, Lacey also put up a crazy, wacky situation. I did? <gasps> you did. You'll see oh in a minute. My. Spoiler alert. Oh, my goodness. Yes. All right. So you should have put a double, like, the word for two for French is like de, double de. Double dukes. Um, Okay. So (laughs) I wish you guys could see how John spelled situation. He spelled it sitch-u-a-shun. All right, number one. (laughs) Thrawn Treason's excerpt alluded to the Empire dealing with potential budget cuts. Name and describe a program that you think the Empire would cut if they were having budget issues. Yay, you made one. I did it. I'm so creative. I said this last week, and I can't believe John listened to me. (laughs) First is Mark Newbold at prefect underscore timing from Tracks. Hi, Mark. What up, Mark? Miss you, bud. He said, little holes for drinking straws made so Vader can drink without removing his helmet. (laughs) 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 Next is Pete Fletzer at Fletzer Pete. He said, I'm afraid we're going to have to eliminate all stormtrooper target practice. Oh. <laughs> that explains a lot, Ooh. Pete. What up, Pete? Yeah. <laughs> Next is Patrick Covey at Gannon136. And he said, apparently there were budget cuts on men. Jared Jod on Death Star 2. Jared. Jared on Death Star 2 needed more men. Yeah, that I is need true. More men. Yes. The emperor is coming here. <laughs> Next is David Weiser at Weiser <laughs> underscore David. 
wrote propaganda marketing budget cut uh, propaganda marketing budget cuts meant they can no longer afford the rights to John Williams Imperial <laughs> March. Nice. That's a solo reference, I believe, because they use that in movie. It is. Yeah. Hashtag make solo to happen. Yeah. Uh, next is Scott Gibson. Hi, Scott. At Scott Gibby. And he says, exhaust port covers. <laughs> <laughs> that is a clever, clever answer. Indeed. That good is job, good. All right. So. <gasps> Wait, there's more? There is. There's a second one. A second situation? There is. Situation. Oh. De. Is we all want. De. De. Yeah, that's how we say it. <laughs> De. Uh, we all want Disney Lucasfilm. I hope our French listeners are appreciating that, by the way. They're probably like, Lacey, that is not how you say it. You are insulting our culture. Uh, we all want Disney Lucasfilm to hashtag make Solo to happen. So let's say they finally do and we see Han meet Boba Fett for the first time. What do they say to each other when they first meet? Aaron Rabinowitz at Abba O Productions said, Han... Aren't you a little short to be a bounty hunter? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that, I was about to read the second one. That's funny. Well done, Aaron. Uh, next is pilot number four at Odal Adam. <laughs> Still going strong with that. Oh boy! Is Boba Fett says Han Solo? Han Solo where? Turns around quickly and knocks Han off a desert desert skiff. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Next is Scotty J. Rowe at the Scott J. Rowe, and he said, Han, I've heard about you, Fett, and apparently you're overrated, Boba Fett, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you have some interesting history on that Corellian Freighter's computer terminal. <laughs> nice. Scotty referencing both Hall of Fame yep. tweet messages. Good job, Scott. Well done. Next is DeKind Awakens at DeKind Awakens, which is Mark. Uh, he said, Boba. Are you excited about this panel? Han, absolutely. Boba, why are you here? Han, because I like Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> so he's doing me. This is me. Uh, okay. <laughs> why are you here? Han, because I like Star Wars. Boba, are you particularly a fan of Mandalorians? Han, thinks Mandoborians. Yes. Boba, well, you hesitated. What is that about then? Han, the armor is cool. That's a lie. <laughs> so, so. You have to explain I, that, yeah. I thoroughly appreciate these, this answer. Yeah. Mark is reenacting my conversation with Warwick Davis at Celebration, where I was eating popcorn at 9.30 in the morning and thought, oh, cool, he's going to go by me on his little scooter. And he stopped, started eating popcorn and started asking me about The Mandalorian and why I was there. Little did I know, no one could see the back of, like, they weren't shooting the camera yet to the front of me, so people only saw the back of me, so only some people knew it was me. And then I find out online that people are mocking me because my response was, why are you here? Well, I like Star Wars. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and people are like, that's why we're all here, because I was so caught off guard, and I'm awkward, and that's how I reacted. And then he was like, so are you a fan of the Mandalorians? And because John and I had been saying Mandalorian for like... <laughs> eight months that's what went in my head and i was going don't say that don't say that don't say that and i was like yes and he was like well you hesitated what is it about then i was like the armor's cool and then he moved on (laughs) yeah so thank you mark for reminding me of my embarrassment where you know like tomorrow in the car on the way to work 
I'm going to have a moment where you think about how embarrassed you are and then you're just going to like cringe to yourself like that's going to be me tomorrow. Mm. All right. So last (laughs) but not least is Rebel Scum Texan at Rebel Scum Texan. John. Well, it's not his real name, right? It's not his name. You give people the... Okay. His name Wait, is probably like handle Rebel Scum Texan. His, his name's probably like Philip Johnson, and it's probably taken by someone else. I appreciate your handle, Rebel Scum Texan, and right. way to get your handle. RST. He says, Han looks at Boba and says, have you ever noticed how Return of the Jedi is the only opening crawl that has three ellipses while all the others have four? <laughs> That's really observant. Is that true? I mean, it has to be true. It's written right here. Is it, though? Did we? You mean ellipsis is in paragraphs? No, the dots. No, the, the dots end. at the end. Oh. Wait, hold on. I think that might be true, actually. I wonder why. I don't know, but I heard uh, the one for um, episode nine is just going to have a period. How do you know that? Because it's the end. It's the end. Of the Skywalker sentence. Of oh. the Skywalker sentence. It's just one big run-on sentence. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Guys, thank you so much for your answers. If you want to be on the show, make sure to follow us on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N. Um, keep an eye out for John's crazy, wacky situation. Or yours. Or Baney's. He's got one or coming up. Baney. Zany Baney. Do I do? Yeah, I think you suggested one, too. Um, and you could be on the show. Creative, funny, interesting answers win. And by win, I mean you get to be read by me, which sounds very self-centered. I am sorry about that. John, go <laughs> next. What is happening? Next. Go ahead. All she does is win, win, win. John, next. All right, go, guys. Yep, next, <laughs> next up is our segment called Outro <laughs> to the Weekend. And Outro what we do 101. Here, what we do here is we say goodbye and we do fun things though. So always listen to the very end because you never know. One day we may announce a giveaway at the very end and you'll be like, <coughs> I missed the giveaway. I can't believe it. I Treats. have stuff to give away. Ooh, interesting. Maybe we'll get, announce a giveaway at the end of this. But before we do that, make sure you guys subscribe to the podcast and you can do that in several ways. Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, there's a bunch of others too. If we're not there, let us know. We'll get on there. Um, make sure you uh, go to StarWarsNewsNet.com. That's our website for your latest news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. All things Star Wars every day. Stay up to date. StarWarsNewsNet.com. Um, if you guys have been seeing these shirts, Supreme Leader, Make Solo 2 Happen, Gary the Porg, even our logo, which is behind Lacey there. Go to tpublic.com slash user slash resistance broadcast. Check out our designs. Mr. Bainey over here designs all of them pretty much, including that logo you see right now if you're watching on YouTube. So So slick. uh, Check them out. Pick them up on a sticker, on a shirt, mug, whatever. We appreciate the support. Speaking of support, if you guys would like and you want more Resistance Broadcast content besides our two free episodes every week, head to patreon.com slash resistancebroadcast. You can start your support of us for just $2 a month at the tier one level. We have five tiers, and we post new content on there pretty much every day. If you join us at the tier two and up 
levels, you can contribute to the show in segments like Will of the Force, all the way up to Tier 5, where you can be on the show like you just saw Andrew before. So head over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. We appreciate all of your support. And I want to say a special thank you to our generals. That's Carmelo, Brian Shalito, Andrew Staley, who we saw earlier. Great job, Andrew. Len Brown, Neil Lowry, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, and Val Trichkoff. Generals, we salute you. Thank you so much for all of your support. You guys are the best. Love you guys. And uh, that is it for that. So now we just plug ourselves. And you guys can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and over at Star Wars News Net. James, how about you? Uh, at Meyer Chunks, M-I-R-A-H-T-R-U-N-K-S on Twitter and Instagram, sure. Excellent. Lacey? People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin. And eating dinner at her Can't coffee table. This- Stop. Okay. All right, guys. Smiley showing up. We uh, can what? you just do tauntauns for the next two minutes? No. No, can't do that. No. Oh, I have a new, oh, I have a new impression I want to share with you guys. Oh, we're getting treats? Okay. Yeah. So I was listening to um the sound effect for the Imperial probe probe droid probe droids. You know those ones? Mm-hmm. Like wobble wobble. Yeah. And I'm trying to like hear like English words out of it. And all I can yep. come out of it is like this sentence. So whenever I do it, I do this sentence. I go, man over the fence. Man over the fence. Man over the fence. Man over the fence. So now when you listen to the Imperial Probe Droid, let me know if you hear the sentence, man over the fence. And that is it. John is lame. John is lame. That's not Can you just I do the like tauntaun? It doesn't just repeat itself. There's other words in there like man over the fence. There's a man over the fence. <laughs> like <laughs> Man over the fence. <laughs> Main offense. <laughs> it's not friendly, whatever it is. So it's like Lacey. All right, guys. Enjoy your yeah. weekends, and we'll be right back with you on Monday morning with another new episode <laughs> right here on the Resistance Broadcast. We'll see you around, kids. <laughs>